0: I'm in here. I'm getting ready to. I, I half considered Sean. I half considered coming in here, wearing a a fur like cheetah jacket, a big fuzzy hat, and some star shaped sunglasses. You've been listening to Elton John since no, the last- <laughs> <laughs> because this is the attitude era. Of the fucking poor quality podcast, my friends, uh, when we rebrand ourselves to be absolutely, and here's why because we have gone officially since the last time you heard from us, we have gone from being just gay to gay for pay. That's right, oh, folks. We're right. celebrating today our first <laughs> patrionies, our first patrons of the arts. Oh, wait, we're not on Patreon. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're on Patreon now. If you want to. That's a very roundabout way of
1: saying, hey, we're on Patreon. Subscribe. If no, you no, like no, it. bitch. We've <laughs> announced that, haven't we?
0: Not on the podcast, no. If you guys want to join the growing trend of being a patron of the poor quality podcast, oh, it's booming. You can go to slash. Ten Sunday school and you can, what is, is it? Poor quality, poor quality podcast.
1: I think it's patreon.com slash poor quality podcast. So one word. Yeah.
0: yeah. So if you want I mean, to, no, don't. no, no, you have to, okay. it's not if you want to, <laughs> this is the attitude era, bitch. I don't do anything for free anymore. These free episodes are going to start dwindling and all the content's going to slowly move over to the behind the paywall. Uh, look how excited you are about it now. When I when I first pitched the idea to you, you you couldn't have been less enthusiastic. I was I was cuz you thought nobody it's the would the closest do it. I've ever come to telling you no about something or I'm like, <laughs> dude, this is bad. <laughs> like, I was all I said was this is going to be very embarrassing when nobody subscribes. See, I
1: wouldn't find it embarrassing anyway because it's no, you know it's not like a very grand gesture, and then well, now work. we can
0: announce it. Now that it's now that it's already been validated, kid tested, mother approved, we can start advertising it because we already got people. <laughs> Guys, for five dollars, you're going to get access to a bonus feed even more yeah. poor quality for your ears every week every month well it depends on how what often we do it but basically for yeah, every, every time ep- there's an episode for every
1: episode or occasionally maybe an episode that for whatever reason we don't quite want to make public Ooh. you never know too hot for tv After like the dark.
0: Old, like the old jerry springer yeah home vhs yeah, tapes too hot for tv yeah Poor quality after dark, after midnight. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: So you know anything else that we might not want to put out necessarily publicly? Uh, yep. We'll go into that feed, and just for a mere five dollars a month, yes, you can gain access to all of that. And um,
0: now that's for that's the uh, standard. What do they call? What do we call that tier? The five dollars a month tier. Uh, what is it called? I think it's called poor quality plus. Poor quality or plus. Extra. Poor For fifteen dollars, like you can fifteen dollars a month yeah. less than you pay Netflix.
1: No, no, you pay more, you pay
0: Netflix about slightly a more month. than you pay Netflix. And let's be <laughs> honest, we're given better output than Netflix. Better and more and more more of it. More, Netflix notoriously is, don't <laughs> they don't is, have anything. There is more <laughs> poor quality content on this feed than on Netflix. Well, I don't know if that's true. Well, I've no, the seen, argument so I would make
1: it. is that Netflix is now uh, part of the FANG group. That's what the stock market people call it. Interesting. Facebook, Apple, It's two A's. Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. As far as tech companies go and entertainment. Yeah, so do you really want to be spending your money, your hard-earned money, giving it to those kinds of people, or yeah. would you rather give it to people like us so we can build our own class? Yeah. yeah, the
0: working class. <laughs> the fucking blue-collar... Yeah, blue-collar Joes over yeah. here. <laughs> I, I guess that explains why F-A-A-N-G is written on a board on the wall behind yeah. you, and then several home addresses are underneath it with some labeled packages of anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much <laughs> <laughs> seamless editing, folks. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. So for just $15 more, you can move up. I'm sorry, for $10 more than Poor Quality Plus, you can move up to the Big Nuts tier. Yeah, Big Nuts. Big Nuts tier is where you are going to get yourself whatever you want us to talk about, with some exceptions. We're not going to say any slurs for you. So just put that out of I, your head. I right- didn't agree to that. I'm more than happy. I'm not that. gonna say any slurs for you. <laughs> so just put that out of your head right now. And we're not going well, we maybe we'll Justin, go blue. Are you kidding? We might go blue. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we might go blue if it's behind the paywall.
1: Well, when Matt talks about going blue, I I I think he just means talking about his his Willie and his two testicles or anything like that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're willing to swear. You have no problem with swearing or talking about Obscene topics,
0: yeah. I'm, but when but it comes I, to I talking a, about your yeah.
1: little, your little cock and your two balls, <laughs> yeah,
0: then that's you not start happening. getting, yeah, look, it, it's yeah, gone yeah. beetroot red. No, 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 it's yeah. not happening, folks. Very Unless hard. you pay fifteen dollars for the big nuts, because <laughs> the reason we call it big nuts tier is because it's going to enable me to have big nuts in what I say on the mic.
1: Well, there's, there's, it's going to enable mm. you to empty your big nuts on the mic. <laughs> See? Hey, we're yeah. on the standard feed. Yeah, they right. don't get it yet. Standard <laughs> feed, so you're going to pretend
0: that, you, you, that you're you a eunuch. Um, I'll tell you what, though. There are two episodes of the Poor Quality podcast now that I can't listen to. The why? first one is the Fox and Fox, where uh-huh. I'm just like, this is just terrible. And the yeah, second one... Yeah, dropped off. The second, one barely on that is, one. Uh, the second one is officially... The this one's for Justin episode. It's too dodgy. I don't see what you mean. It's so bad. I'm just like, oh no, really? I feel like that's the one that I'm most afraid of being found. What did we say? That was even particularly cancelable, other than like very clearly sarcastic attempts to get Justin involved. Yeah, but I mean, like even sarcastic people don't care. Uh, Fair enough. You know, that's what I'm saying. We didn't say anything bad. We didn't come out in support of anything bad. It's just a lot of tasteless jokes. Yeah, sure. All right, getting back to it then.
1: Uh, Yeah, so Big Nuts is yep. big nuts is basically prostitution that will yep. we'll do a bit for you. Exactly. Night. Big Nuts is called Big Nuts because it means you get to go around Big Nuts and people about yeah. your your elite status with the poor quality lads oh yeah yeah that's right but for the may price you forgot to mention the first two for the may price of one dollar a month which is less than you'd pay for an average donut mm-hmm. <laughs> have you noticed that on patreon they always like, that's part of the begging they're like well you would pay for a coffee that costs more than this why aren't you funding me and my fucking
0: yeah my, well, my well, fucking like turquoise belt your shit sucks yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> coffee benefits me yeah um Yeah, but for $1 a month, uh, that's just like a kind of choose. It would really help. But, you know, 10 people did that. That's $10 a month. I'm pretty happy with that. We're doing this not to make money. Pretty much just so we don't lose money. It's to pay
0: our hosting fees.
1: Yeah, which I just had to do. You might, I don't know if you noticed, but for a day or two, there, everything went offline. Because (laughs) SoundCloud had been threatening to... to cut me off uh, because I hadn't paid it, and uh, then they finally made good on their word. I was for a minute thinking, could I just not pay it, mm-hmm. and and they'll never do anything about it? But no, they did. No, yeah, they cut
0: they cut us off. It took eventually. about a month though.
1: Yeah. Uh, so and then so I had to pay them again. So yeah, it's just so I can do that without. <laughs> There's nothing worse than doing a podcast like this and then seeing how much it's costing you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then thinking like, why? Oh. <laughs> why bother? But yeah. uh, this really helps. So anyone who has donated so far, thank you. And there will be a Discord coming up too. Because it's kinda like linked to Patreon anyway. And oh, I'm, I didn't know that. Yeah. And Discord, hey, the good thing about it is you can do live streams on it. Oh, that's a great yeah.
0: idea. Folks, if you do the big nuts tier and not nah, the five dollar tier. The no, one dollar gets tier. One dollar tier gets Discord, yeah. To the Patreon, we and you can see it live. Babies. We haven't
1: properly opened it up yet because uh, we've only got a few people so far. We'll do a call in. I'll show. wait for like I don't know. I'll wait for like a good ten people if if we ever get them to start yeah. doing stuff
0: in the yeah. Discord. At the moment, we got a few very generous people, but not yep. quite ten. So let's uh, let's go ahead and that's enough about us for now. Mm-hmm. I will say this: uh, I think that. This has now put us into a new elite sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Cast of society. Cast uh, is not a nice word to use, is it? What? The implications like the, the of the caste system,
1: system? yeah. <laughs> you could have said strata, you could have said. <laughs> no, uh, we're, yeah. we're
0: in India, and we <laughs> yeah. have the caste system here. It's good fun. So I think that this has put us into a new strategy, because we are now officially, whether you like it or not, we are now professional podcasters, which means <laughs> sure. we have been let into an elite s i now I'm on Twitter Sean is not so Sean has never seen this uh. And, and that is that I've been invited to a special elite DM for professional podcasters. Oh, is that right? A group DM. And uh, I was just talking to my boy Joe Rogan, another professional podcaster, yeah. about the big deal he just closed. Did you hear about yes, this? Yes, I did. $100, $100 million, million to dollars. move over to Spotify exclusively. Yes. Absolutely. What, what's
1: more interesting is when you learn what actually prompted it. What happened? Well... <laughs> Give us the dirt. God, we're getting back into. He didn't mention it in the DMs. He didn't mention it. No. Uh, no. Apparently, now a lot of this is okay. Well, here's what from Joe Rogan's mouth. It's a a bit of, a bit of a slap in the face to big tech companies, and specifically how uh restricted YouTube's getting in terms of content they'll allow. So apparently one of the problems was that some of the guests he wanted to have back on, not just new guests, but return guests, YouTube started saying, no, you can't. Um, And so that's part of it. That's from Joe Rogan's mouth. If you want to hear it from Alex Jones's mouth. Yeah. It's the Joe Rogan has swallowed the red pill. (laughs) Or the black pill, whichever one makes you completely conspiracy nuts. Um, Uh, That's the red pill. Yeah, so apparently Alex Jones and him had a falling out because Joe Rogan was sucking the
2: corporate cock of fucking
1: New Old Order. And then, not a bad Alex Jones, actually. I don't think I've ever done a... It wasn't that good. Okay. Uh, Well, I won't do that again then. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so apparently they had a bit of falling out over that, and then Joe Rogan called him personally to tell him about the Spotify deal that he was doing, and it was specifically because he wanted to have Alex Jones back on and YouTube wouldn't allow it because YouTube has banned Alex Jones in general. Yes. They've given like a kind of blanket ban on him, as have Twitter and every other platform, really, that you could think of. Yeah.
0: We've talked about deplatforming, and we don't need to talk about it again necessarily, yeah. but it is interesting because this is actually running exactly contrary to what Joe Rogan has gotten. Joe Rogan when and this is just hey, when you're when you're like when you're a professional podcaster like, like Joe Rogan, and like us. me, yeah. yeah, like you, you are going to get shit no matter what you do and you're going to get shit from all sides of the political spectrum. Yeah. So, of course, the leftists uh or just anyone on the left side of moderate were not happy with Joe Rogan. A lot of them when he endorsed Bernie, I don't know if you know about this little tempest in a teapot. Oh, well what, the left weren't happy? Yeah, because they thought they were like he's transphobic, he's anti, you know, he's anti whatever, he's racist, he's this, that, he's the other thing. Yeah. He he platforms and amplifies fascist voices. (laughs) So it doesn't matter that he's supporting our guy. Like Alex Jones, (laughs) right. And so they're saying no, Bernie should disavow the (laughs) endorsement.
1: Which is like, come on, do
0: you want to win or not? My man has... One of the most influential pod- broadcasters most, of all most. time. My, yeah. man has, my man has more supporters than Bernie. Yeah,
1: and also like, I would imagine a lot of his supporters are somewhat weird, moderate, libertarian, liberal they're
0: people. They're people who can be swayed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, they're, and if they're, I'll just say this. He's influential enough. He reaches a wide audience. I'm sure it's not even a majority of his audience that would say... Whoever Joe Rogan endorses, I'm going to say that too. Sure. But... That's enough. It's enough. A few it's, million people here and there, he's, yeah. He is, like it or not, much like you can like or dislike that we're professional podcasters, like it or dislike it, Joe Rogan is one of the most influential human <laughs> beings on the planet Earth. That's true. And that's true. It's actually true. <laughs> Which is awesome. I mean, you know... It's a sign of well, it, we have to. Yeah, that's times. the other thing.
1: is We've got to stop... Uh, Talking down about our um, uh, fellow podcasters, our fellow professional podcasters. I'm not podcasters. talking down. No, I know. Yeah. But I'm just reminding you that now we shouldn't uh, talk, speak ill of uh, Joe Rogan, our and man, Pendulette. our uh, our peers. Yeah, they're our peers now. And John um, Ronson. Yeah, it's not yeah. punching up anymore. Now, no. if anything, it's getting closer to punching down. It's across the aisle. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he moved, up, and apparently it was uh, for the sake of Alex Jones. He wanted to have Alex Jones back on, and they wouldn't let him. So he said, all right, fuck you. I'm moving off to Spotify, which, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how it will go. It could start a bit of a movement of people moving off uh, platforms like YouTube. That's a big one. But anyway, speaking of Alex Jones and people like that, I've I've become a bit of a conspiracy theorist lately. Become? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> well, that no, I mean, this, uh, this whole COVID thing, I, I don't trust anything anymore. I don't trust that history is real. Yep. I don't trust the ancient Egypt was ever, yeah. was ever really a place. Uh, I don't trust
0: the... What else don't you trust? <laughs> I'm just trying to bait oh, you. Oh, you're trying do... to bait me into saying the Holocaust didn't happen? <laughs> of course it didn't.
1: <laughs> that's obvious, though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's obvious the same way that 9-11 was an inside job and all that's that. That's the next revision of the next history books. It's, like, accepted now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, no, nah, not really, but... Um, I've been paying a little bit more attention to that actually, partly because God, there's a real confluence of our, of our all of our interests here. Because yeah. I was watching John Ronson's early documentaries, mm. which involve people like Alex Jones and David yes. Icke. And David Icke's the, uh,
0: I know him, but overlord guy. people guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, the Buildaboo group and all of that. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I've been getting into it lately. You know, the way the, uh, I tend to get into things for a couple of weeks and then it's gone. But I, it but you retain a retain it. Mark. I retain some of it. You're yeah. you're
0: an autodidact in the truest sense.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> not really, but you know, like I got into privacy, privacy type stuff to a point where I was looking up stuff about it all the time. Yeah, for about a month and then lost interest in it. But still retained some of those core yeah. values. And it's same with conspiracy. Th- I mean, were you ever a conspiracy theorist
0: type, like when you were a teenager? There was about. Uh I would say a month where I saw loose change yeah, and I was convinced yeah. that nine eleven was an inside job. Now uh-huh. bear in mind, how old am I at the time? When loose change would have come out? Seventh yeah, grade.
1: Like Could have been fifteen or sixteen at least. Oh uh, maybe no. I it think came I was, out like two thousand seven, I think. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But uh and even
0: then I was just like mm.
1: Well, the thing about yeah. loose change is half of it contradicts the other half. They're saying two things at once. They're like, "Well, it was, it was either demolished, but they also fucking like you know hired uh, the." They mentioned the hologram thing. It's like, "Oh, planes didn't even fly into the building," but then they talk about the pilots that were Saudi and that the CIA had trained, and then they say they didn't even get on the plane. So it's like it gets well, into holograms. I I don't remember. I don't remember. I it think. It, well. I think. In, I mean, it's certainly one of the theories, and I think mm-hmm. they mention it in Loose Change. Or oh, it wasn't a hologram, it was a missile of
0: some kind rather than a plane. It was my memory of it was, it was here's a plane. It was a real plane. So here's the, the what I remember about it. But they have
1: it. a few different theories in that. I mean, they, they can't sustain an hour and a half on just one theory. So they mentioned the control demolition one. Then they combine that with planes hit it, but the the people piloting the planes were trained by the CIA or whatever, and then they say, "Oh but those pilots, those people who are accused of being on them they didn't even get on the plane, so then what really happened and then they they go too far to the point where it kind of contradicts they contradict one another uh they contradict their own theories, and they say, "Well, probably something's fucked up." And it's like, well, well yeah. <laughs> I, I remember.
0: Okay. I remember that it was that uh, the plane was real, but they zoom in on this grainy ass footage of the plane. Yeah. And they go, if you look right before it hits the tower, you see a missile deploying from yeah, the plane and shooting like at the building. Yeah.
1: Which why would you need that if you're already crashing a plane into a building? And also, at the same time, you've got explosives at the bottom of it which are detonating. That's why, it. because one of the things they keep saying is that, oh, it f- the towers fell weird. Mm-hmm. They fell like a controlled demolition and like countless people have come out and explained why that might have happened. But yeah, um, yeah, they don't really want to hear that. Yeah, no, I remember the bit they zoom in on the plane. They go, well, it looks like a plane. But if you zoom in and look into the window, you actually see a little alien fellow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was UFOs. He's driving it. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's driving it. He's Driving
0: the plane. Yeah, we well, I think the real terrorist. conspiracy that they never really got into is how did the twin towers get there? <laughs> if you look at when the twin towers got there, there was not the scientific progress available. We did not have the technology to build those towers, so we must have gotten the help from somewhere. <laughs> and then they decided to destroy it. <laughs> yeah, and then well, what happened is those files were about they were about to do disclosure uh-huh. on those files. The Bush administration found out about Disclosure, and the Bilderberg group, they said, what? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, Yeah, they were involved. Why not? They were there, and they were like, no, 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 we can't have that. So when Disclosure comes out, that somebody, I'm not saying who, but some sort of, let's say, non-Earthbound presence helped build the Twin Towers. When they were about to do Disclosure, basically the Bilderberg group said, well, no one's going to believe that aliens... No one's going to believe that the aliens built these towers if those towers aren't there. Yeah, it's true. Right? Because people are going to go, what towers? <laughs> There's no towers. Big flaw in the plan. Easily dismissed conspiracy <laughs> if you say aliens. That's why, by the way, those pyramids ta- Those pyramids
1: days are numbered. <laughs> appropriate extreme conspiracies. <laughs> An extreme 9-11 trooper is just
2: like, the towers weren't even there.
1: <laughs> it was all a collective illusion. I was in the Twin mm. Towers about 10 days before they went down. No, fourteen. Uh, two weeks before they went down. Damn, dude. Yeah, there's a little video of me somewhere. I think my mom's got it. Uh, where you could. It, I mean,
0: it was shit, by the way. Did you ever go in them? Like, did you uh, have, do no, the tourist I, thing? I first time I ever went to New York was long after they were gone.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So you go in them, and basically, there's I think one or two floors the uh, tourists can go to, and they're basically decked out for, as a tourist exhibit, pretty high up, and um, they have these little video. I mean, this is 2001 we're talking about, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was 2001. Hard to remember. Um, They had these little video machines where you could send an email of a video of you standing by the window to, in my case, my dad. And, yeah, so we still got that video. And in the background, out the window, you can just about see. (laughs) It's
0: approaching. (laughs) Little alien fella. 14 days (laughs) off. Yeah. Took a while. I'll tell you what, though, when I did eventually go to New York, I took a bus tour, a double decker bus tour of Manhattan, which uh-huh. is where I was staying. I was staying at the Double Tree in in Times Square, the most tourist spot you can stay in. Uh-huh. So we took a uh, double decker around Manhattan, and we had this senile old woman tour guide who would repeat the same facts over and over and over. Including her classic anecdote about, like, do you know how they sent the Hope Diamond to uh, to New York? They FedExed it or whatever. Like, you know, all these little fun facts about about New York. One of the ones she kept repeating vigorously was, "We were going by the 9/11 memorial," and she said, "You know, there is a church right next to the twin towers, right where they fell, and not a single window." in the church was broken not a single window folks
1: is that but evidence she- of God I guess is that, is that what she was going for or was she going for nine eleven 11 truther
0: no she was going for God <laughs> I believe okay. yeah she was saying I just heard my stepbrother going how merciful <laughs> <laughs> like tw- 2,000 people fucking died or however many yeah. <laughs> but not well, a window was those broken expensive
1: stained glass windows didn't get yeah. busted yeah. No, I I, I don't know. I, I got into, like you, when I was a teenager, I got pretty into 9-11 truthing and stuff like that. I still think it might not be as transparent as as it's presented, but I think that is pretty much the same with almost anything that you hear about. You think
0: so? Oh, I think it's pretty much exactly what we think it is.
1: No, I, I have a feeling that, you know, obviously I don't know, and that's, I think, where I will always differ with conspiracy theorists who are who at least taught publicly about things like this is that I don't know. You mm-hmm. know, if I don't know, I can have suspicion or feeling, and certainly in the case of nine eleven, I think it was awfully convenient, and I think there certainly seems to be some evidence that they were anticipating an attack mm-hmm. and didn't really do much about it. I can go about that far with it. I don't, as far as controlled demolition and stuff like that, it seems too complicated. You don't need to do that. Yeah, you can let an attack happen. And that's way easier, and then you,
0: you know, your hands are clean or whatever. That's well, I will say this: there are definitely. Conspiracy, it doesn't help that so many conspiracy theories, even the wildest ones, do turn out to have a kernel of truth. Yeah. However unlikely. For example, I never believed in in well, I guess I didn't we didn't even have the nomenclature for it before it was uh what's the word disclosed, but like MK Ultra. Uh huh. We're finding more and more out about it. Oh yeah. And it's nefarious as all hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're now thinking that Charles Manson may have been an MK Ultra. I mean, there of. are
1: plenty of conspiracy theories about the Manson murders. Yeah, the Manson family in general. Uh, but beyond
0: that, so there's MK Ultra, and then like, I hate to say it, folks, but there is a kernel of truth to Pizzagate <laughs> with Jeffrey Epstein. Like, yeah, that was the whole. There was not a single. People, for whatever reason, when Pizzagate happened, the big like online response was like, huh, you people are so concerned about Pizzagate, but you're not concerned about Jeffrey Epstein." And I'm yeah. like, "You don't understand what Pizzagate is, because exactly. he was point- a, he they were was an essential character in it."
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, he's been a registered sex offender
0: for long before any of that uh, that newer stuff came out. Admittedly, and- they they tied a lot of it to Hillary Clinton, which has not been not been verified, but. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, there's a, again, there are a few smoking guns with her too. Like, well, the Clintons in general. But also, I mean, one of the things that I think no matter... Because conspiracy theory now is kind of politicized. Now it seems to be attached more to the right wing. It used to be more the left wing. In in like the Bush mm-hmm. administration days, where if you were... I mean, conspiracy theorists tended to be against the war in Iraq, for instance, which yeah. was pre- predominantly a left wing position and um, against Bush in general. And 9-11 truthers, mm-hmm. I remember at the time would tend to be your kind of left-wing hippie types. Yeah. And then now it's kind of, uh, for multiple reasons, it, it it's become more of a right-wing thing. Um, but I, th- I I always balk a little bit at people outright just shunning conspiracy theory in general. Let's say, oh, well, you're a conspiracy theorist. That's a conspiracy theory. So you can point at things and say conspiracy theory is a kind of pejorative, but the truth of it is, like you said with MKUltra, we find out stuff usually far removed and like from the past but we find out about things that absolutely were conspiracies that at least show that they do happen and that they they're not only that but the the intent is there. like uh what's that one operation Northwoods is very similar i think it was i think they were trying to blame it on cuba but basically it was the u.s government's plan to uh try and destroy an, uh, an airplane yeah uh, and blame it on Cuba. Blame it on, blame it on a Cuban attack. And I think JFK was the the only one who vetoed that. But it went pretty far. And so, hey, look, it could have happened. And um, it certainly was a conspiracy and it shows that the intent's there. So to completely ignore anything just because it's coming from the mouth of someone... Who either has priors for being a conspiracy theorist or something like that. So, like, well, no, you should probably listen. I mean, like, yeah, even as Brandon says, even Alex Jones and Infowars who are plainly ridiculous, and obviously a lot of it, I think, is more for entertainment than anything else. Every now and then, there is something like, oh well, yeah, there's probably truth to that. It doesn't mean that he himself is credible, but you know, I think there's we had. A, I think
0: there's probably a lot more to almost everything than we think there is. We had a mutual a mutual friend who was a conspiracy theorist uh, named Ben. Uh, You weren't close with him. I don't don't actually know if you ever. Oh, that dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But I remember once he's a notorious conspiracy theorist to the point where I don't even know if he's doing a bit or not. Yeah. But uh, I remember that uh, Brandon was, was popping off about some conspiracy or another. And I just turned him and I said, you sound like Ben. And he just stops and goes, well, you know what? Ben is right 40% of the time. <laughs> <And I'm laughs> yeah, like, Brandon had
1: it calculated. Yeah, exactly. And I'm well, like, he, you know what? He said the same thing about InfoWars too, about Info Alex Jones. Wars is right 40% of the time. I don't think you give a specific number, but... You know, one of my favorite Brandon anecdotes is that he says, you know, if you want if, if you want to really know what's going on, you have to listen to everything. You have to take inspiration from everything. So you listen to all the all the news. You listen to MSNBC, but then you listen to Fox, and then you listen to the BBC, and then you listen to InfoWars. And I was like, ooh,
0: <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: <laughs> but he defended it by going, yeah, you know, a lot of it's bullshit, but some of it. There's truth too, and you could say the same about Fox, or you could say the same about CN- CNN or any of those other ones. Like, yeah, ah, fair enough, you know. There is some truth to that, I think. I, I think um, it's not that I, I can sit through a fucking InfoWars episode, though. Have you seen that fucking shit? No. It's nightmarish, because he's constantly, I guess the way that it makes any kind of money, especially now that he's been deplatformed anywhere else, is by selling these kind of miracle cure type things. I mean... The one that Donald Trump is using is one that they used to hawk. The hydroxychloroquine? Yeah. It's like chlorine dioxide, basically. Yeah. Um, Which I've seen a lot of people talking about uh, before even Trump was revealed to be using it. It's not something I would want to try myself, but <laughs> a lot of people are talking about it and not dying. So it could be like one of those cures uh, one of those, you know, snake oil cures that either does nothing or is potentially harmful but doesn't kill you and you have a placebo effect of your fucking fibromyalgia improving or whatever, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not about to try. It. I don't have anything to cure, I'm fine. You're doing fine. I'm fine. I'm fatter than I've ever been though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 porking up, dude. I'm I'm two twenty you and the cat. Two twenty one now. Is I, that your
0: porkiest? I've not I, been I heavier stepped than on, I just got a scale and I stepped on it recently. I'm at 216. Wow. Yeah, I'm and heavier I'm, than you, and I'm slim right now. Yeah, but you're I, also a couple of inches taller than me. Maybe, but like not by much. I would yeah. say that we're comparable heights. But uh, I don't know. I've just I've always been much heavier. Yeah.
1: No. I'm fucking. I'm ballooning up here. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Hopefully, it will just go back to normal. When I say I'm
0: slim, I mean I'm slim for what I usually am. Right. Slender. Yeah. Slender. Slender Max. Not slim by anyone's other standards. Which brings me to, by the way, this is the Attitude Era of Poor Quality podcasts. I almost forgot to announce this. So, now that we're making money, we got to start doing big stunts, big bits, something to generate a little, not publicity, I don't want that, but just you know a lot attention an underground network of fans <laughs> who don't talk about us or try to find out who we are mm-hmm. and um so what i'm looking for is well, not what i'm looking for here's what's gonna happen sometime starting either on june 1st or maybe earlier i have uh, something i have to figure out but pretty soon before the next episode starts probably I'm going to be doing something, a stunt Okay. for 14 days. I will be consuming nothing but potatoes, unsalted, unbuttered, unoiled (laughs) (laughs) potatoes, black coffee, and water. And I will be reporting in on progress as we go. Putting a true Mythbusters, a Morgan Spurlock style... Experiment. So what Max is actually
1: talking about is that that's the Pendulette diet or the diet that Pendulette. is. that popular not more on this
0: podcast yet?
1: <sighs> I don't think you can expect people to retain as much information about Pendulette as we do. <laughs> that's fair. You know? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Because that,
0: to uh, most people, they
1: would just be like, oh, really? What, are you just going to eat potatoes? Is like no, like no, a no. Joke.
0: I'm following much like how some people. Are some- you actually going to do it or are you just bantering? I'm going to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a M- bad idea. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. I've done so much research on it, and it, it's almost unanimously seen as a bad idea. Yeah, you'll get really bad headaches, Yeah, nausea. Yep. You won't have any energy. I'm going to at least give it a go. Um, okay, so we can,
1: we can pretty much well, preemptively much cancel
0: like, the next podcast. No, 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 I'll be here. I have to be here. I'm going to see if we can fit three in in 14 days so that we get constant updates on what's going on. We've just gone on Patreon, and basically Max is deliberately making himself invalid and <laughs> unable to record anything coherent. It's, I could even do, if you want, I could even do a daily uh, five-minute audio journal. No, I'm all right.
1: I, I mean, why... <laughs> This isn't honestly. I I don't want to sound like a fucking controlling spouse or anything, but this isn't a decision you should be making by yourself. (laughs) Because I rely on you to come here and do the podcast with me and be somewhat lucid. Yeah, I mean, we struggle enough with fucking attention deficit problems as it is. Yeah, adding in a completely fucking mental diet. Yeah, is not. We've just gone on Patreon. We've just started. It's gonna make the podcast good. We've just started our professional career, and now you're gonna fucking. Potato it away. (laughs) It's kind of like, you know, some people, they get a little taste of fame, a little taste of success, and then they get too into drinking drugs. Max is going to get into potatoes and (laughs) fucking ruin it.
0: Here's the problem. Going to get into complex carbohydrates. I've been looking this up on, like, (laughs) healthyeats.com. Healthyeats.com rates diet plans. They're our new sponsor, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. They rate diet plans uh, based on, I think, six different criteria, and they rate each one zero to five. And then they average that score for an overall rating. The potato diet, as they call it, got an average score of 1.3 <laughs> in terms of things like weight loss, health, sustainability, nutritional content, things like that. Um, they don't recommend it. Nobody recommends it. Even Penn Gillette, who... A true (laughs) grifter. He's writing another book now being like, don't do it. (laughs) He's a fucking (laughs) grifter because he writes this and he goes, like they've even done these like uh, follow-up interviews with him. And he's like, Listen, if you're taking dietary advice from a Vegas magician... Yeah. I'm like, well, you well, wrote the selling book, a fucking, book. fucking charlatan. Like, but, not
2: only that in his book, he's like, yeah, you know, obviously don't do this without a team of trained medical professionals at your side at all times. It's like, well, who's this book for, then? Like, who's this <laughs> actually for? Me. Yeah. So here's Make the sure thing. Make sure you have a wife who's going to prepare all of your meals
1: anyway. And it's like, well... Easy.
2: Easy. I need a Potato. potato.
0: <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah, do, this I mean, is Sunday school. <laughs> He's delirious. <laughs> He's in bed. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I, I've just the, rubbing his
1: feet. i just spent the last ten minutes talking about how we shouldn't just write off the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists, and now I'm like, don't fucking do a potato diet, you idiot! <laughs> you believe Plant Pangelat? Because that's a kind of conspiracy theory. All the food shit is kind of conspiracy theory. Any, any like properly militant diet. Ten seven element of conspiracy theory tours, is like, oh the dairy industry and the fucking blah 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 right and, uh, and uh, what Ray Cronice says <laughs> Ray Cronice Cray. again again I gotta explain who that actually yeah, is Ray right. Cronice is the guru the diet guru that Pendulet. Uh,
0: learned that, that he did it under his tutelage, He was the right? guinea pig for Ray Cronice's theory in the diet, basically. Yeah,
1: like- which Pendulette's kind of hesitant to actually reveal what it is. So he essentially gives you, in the book anyway, he gives you about... Not eighty percent of the things he did, and then he's like, "Oh, but then there's the secret bit, which I think is what actually works." But you'd have
2: to buy Cray Ray's fucking uh, personal tutelage in order to get that secret. Liposuction,
1: <laughs> <laughs> a bacon slicer, <laughs> just slice it off. Yeah. You, you know. No, I think uh, if, if from what I can gather from other people who've talked about Cray Ray, who, by the way, if you look at him, not a healthy looking dude. You would no, expect he's someone. Looking. Not really. You would expect someone like that you know, like there are people who talk about the keto diet and they look like little fucking twigs. Yeah. They look all weird and fucking yeah. sickly. Cray Ray I thought was gonna look a bit like that. I'm like, well, this guy's basically eating nothing which adds any fat to you, so he's gonna be No he's a bit of a fucking porker. Well, at least when I saw him, he was like this kind of fat dude waddling out, waddling out on stage, he's not, going he's like, "Not fat,
0: <laughs> not fat, but fatter than you'd expect." You know? Maybe, yeah. I'll say this about Crayray. he uh, he has three basically galaxy brain. You're absolutely right; it is conspiratorial. Like, it seems he to has, be. He has three galaxy brain ideas. One is essentially that like protein doesn't matter and you shouldn't exercise. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. He says you can incorporate exercise later on. Yeah, he says don't exercise until you're you're at your goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's apparently there's some truth to that. More or less backed up. A lot of bodybuilders who want a lean physique, Uh they will cut before they try to build strength.
1: Fine, but isn't his main theory is that we shouldn't be living indoors?
0: (laughs) <laughs> i haven't heard that
1: i think that's his, the crux of his ideology about diet and it's, it's not just diet it's also lifestyle and why we have an obesity problem is because uh we're supposed to be braving the cold mm-hmm. we're supposed to be and now that we don't ever have to uh have a winter and like hibernate basically yeah we're getting fat i said like, well yeah that's good surely that's better than fucking dying of starvation out in the cold but um that's so he I think one of the things he suggests, which might be the thing that Penn's talking about when he's like, oh, well, I'm not going to tell you the best bit. Yeah. is basically
0: taking like ice baths and stuff like that. Oh my God, that would be incredible. To see Penn doing it. To see Penn looking like a fucking walrus. (laughs) (gasps) Looking like a saggy walrus.
2: (laughs) Easy, I can barely dip my nuts into this ice bath. How am I supposed to get the whole way in? Do you think... Get, get the bacon slicer fuck this <laughs> fuck this i'll just leave it out of my book easy <laughs> potatoes and bacon slicers get the hoover <laughs> and a fucking
0: scalpel <laughs> yeah uh i his other big sort of theory though do you think he do you think he ever
1: asked teller in sincerity but kind of like a shy sincerity do you think he ever asked teller like C- can you magic it
2: away <laughs> <laughs> I always defer to your expertise on magic, Teller. Is there anything you know about?
0: Teller's just like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Teller silently puts his middle finger (laughs) up. Teller just goes, Unless we're on stage, I'm not talking (laughs) to you. (laughs) Which I understand is pretty much what their relationship is nowadays. And then then when Teller turns him down, he's like, Johnny Thompson, (laughs) (laughs) you taught me and Teller everything you know. (laughs) Can you magic it away? Yuri Geller. (laughs) He's going all the way.
2: (laughs) I know that we've said some things about you, but... Kreskin, I know we've had (laughs) our
0: differences. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, all right, so you're doing the potato diet? Yes. I am trying to follow our spiritual leader, Penn where (laughs) see what kind of mental and spiritual revelations I have eating only potatoes, and then on the podcast, at the end of it, I'm going to eat corn.
1: That's what I was wondering. I was wondering if you're going to
0: rock up laughing maniacally at a piece (laughs) of corn. I'm going to eat corn. Yeah. Uh, Because for those of you who don't know, in his autobiography, Presto, How I Made 300 Pounds Disappear in 90 Days or whatever the fuck.
1: Yeah, I think there's an entire chapter dedicated to him and fucking Godot (laughs) eating some fucking corn and laughing.
0: For those of you who don't know who Godot is, it's his little buddy. <laughs> his lackey. <laughs> his lackey, truly. His lackey, who, who
1: Pendula must be worth millions yeah. from his Vegas show alone, let alone all the other shows. Easily. He does. But easily. Somehow his fucking co-host who has to be there. He's not even a co-host. Basically a PA. An unpaid, unpaid PA, PA. an yeah. unpaid intern Yeah, who's there for all of them, you know, is kind of trying to put on a brave face while he's talking about how his Uber driving is fucking drying up.
0: <laughs> his, that Uber money is going away. He's and selling books on pancake art and he's yeah. occasionally being a juggler or a clown in like Circus Vargas or yeah. something. But most of the time he seems to be working as an Uber driver and
1: Penn's like, oh, well,
2: anyway, Uber's yeah. a great company. Let me Uber's tell you, a great company. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't. He's like, shut up, Godot. shut up, Godot. Let me tell you about my...
0: <laughs> uh, good ice cream brand at Rite Aid, Magic Swirtle. Please petition Rite <laughs> Aid to bring my ice cream flavor back.
2: Well, that's all very well, but, uh, you know, it would be easier to take an Uber to uh, drop my kids off at private school. So, yeah. uh, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll use you <laughs> to drop my kids off. At a friend discount, of course. <laughs>
0: Yeah, much, much like I how hope. I let you enter the slammer without paying a cover <laughs> like I do for the members of the bacon and donut party. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, dude. He's probably like for someone who must be worth about as much as he is, I'm just like, why do you
0: need money so bad? Oh, Pendulette has gotta be worth twenty to thirty million. I would imagine liquid. tens I would imagine like tens, tens of his checking millions. account, Not counting his assets.
1: I would imagine just from the Vegas deal alone. They've had that for I don't know. So long. Thirty years on? Yeah. Twenty. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, enough about Pendulette. We can't talk down about our podcast forever. a professional podcast.: Oh. Brethren so anymore.
0: what I'm going to do is for the first two weeks of June, oh, I'm going to follow in the footsteps of Pendulette, and then, as a way of learning all about podcasting heroism, the second two weeks of June, I'm going to do the Joe Rogan diet.: What's that? Elk. Uh-huh. Neurotropics.: Where are you going to get elk? elk meat it's easy to find no it isn't elk meat neurotropics like uh, alpha, alpha brain brain <laughs> i'll order some alpha brain supplements neurotropics uh i'm gonna smoke weed and do mushrooms for the first time okay and uh on the last day of june i'm gonna do dmt on the podcast or perhaps drink <sighs> ayahuasca all right i'm not doing the second half but <laughs> the potatoes is real <laughs> Let it be said that I had
1: no foreknowledge of this, and I also don't agree to it. If you want to do your fucking potato diet, then f- go ahead. But I-, I don't know if I want to sacrifice entire months of the podcast to it. You, you know? think it's
0: going to be a... Sa- Dude, this is content. I'm doing this for you. No, you're not. You're doing it
1: entirely for yourself.
0: What do you mean?
1: You've been sitting around in lockdown or whatever, looking up cray <laughs> Go, hey, you know what he's got some good ideas yeah thinking well what's the most this crazy how, way, by the can... way people
0: get radicalized is they're indoors on their computer all day hey, it's happening to me yeah I'm becoming fucking radicalized. yeah, yeah. i all don't right. believe history is real anymore <laughs> yeah all right let's let's find something to tee off our yeah order. let's not what do, do that doing? jesus we're fuck. really old man chat dude this is what it's like when you were a kid did you ever listen to your parents going on and you were like how the fuck can an adult be so yeah. boring and when i say kid i mean like 25 where <laughs> i'm like fuck why do you guys not just want to talk about like pop culture and you know whatever thing i'm into right now how the fuck can you spend so much time talking about mortgages or down payments or whatever mm-hmm. and diets well, and- dude, I,
1: I, i'm an adult now and i fucking gloss over when people talk about things like that anything anything important that i probably should be paying attention yeah. to like fucking people are investing in things and anything people, finance related is very boring fuck. to me i really don't give a fuck i don't there's so little i give a like even the news like things in the news now i, I just like oh well, yeah why do you want to who cares you know like oh poli- you got some political opinion i do a fuck you know I, I really don't any of those adult things that i was supposed to you know by this age, especially being a parent myself, I'm supposed to kind of do. Yeah, I don't care. And I know it's really bad for my life because I really should care about some things a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I really fucking don't. At the end of the day, I just want to like... Yeah. I'm a fucking layabout. I'm basically adjusting. I, I want to... Yeah. That's what I want to do. If COD. I If I could somehow monetize sitting in front of a computer or a tv and doing and people say oh well, that's a that's a low aspiration blah blah blah. i'm like good good yeah uh, fuck it yeah i i what i care more about is being happy and not having to bog myself down with all of this tedious nonsense anyway so I'm, I'm now really into conspiracy theories no I feel, you. <laughs> I feel you brother no what i'm really into actually is uh fucking sitting in
0: front of music software and composing shit I'm composing like yeah, fucking Mozart. You are starting to lose your mind with that. I am, when, dude. When you I'm were going, talking about hiring an orchestra. <laughs> I didn't mean it seriously. <laughs> oh, I really thought you did. I no. was like, wow. No, so- I, I,
1: sent, I sent Max. Uh, I've, I've got this open source uh, free software, music notation software that yeah. acts honestly like any paid software you could get. It's really good. Totally. Um, it seems really cool. It's really good. And um, I exported a little joke song that I kind of did. Based on a concept we had for a musical a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And um you know, you listen to it and it, obviously it sound, it's very midi sounding, so it doesn't sound super professional. So what it doesn't I said sound was bad for it the It doesn't MIDI. sound bad, yeah. but it is midi and yeah. it is kinda like tinny. But yeah. uh what I said was, yeah, but the funny thing is in theory, I could print this out. It's not like I've gone in logic and just made sounds. I've got yeah. the sheet is playing the sheet music that you I've can hire an orchestra So to play I could this. theoretically hire an orchestra to play this professionally. And uh I didn't. I didn't respond because
0: I was like, "I'm not actually going to." I thought. I thought you. Were, I really for no. a sec. I'm not kidding. I was like, "Oh, he's is he okay? Like, is he? No, why dude. does he want to hire?" And no, I was, I was like, just trying to
1: explain to you because you didn't know what the software was. So I was just trying to explain to you that this isn't like some samples that I no, put I together. Know, you showed me the software.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Right, right. Well So my
0: first my first thought was honestly my first thought, because I think of you as a sane, smart person that I defer to on many things, I was like No, maybe it's not very expensive to hire an orchestra. Maybe it's maybe maybe it only costs like three (laughs) hundred bucks to hire. (laughs) Why would I do that? To record like half baked ideas do Oh no. No, no And then I was like, Does he really (laughs) want to write a musical? And then I was like, Well, does he To an extent, yes. And I was like, does he really want to use that premise? (laughs) <laughs> kind of. it's <laughs> pretty insular. It's a pretty insular <laughs> premise,
1: but I think it's... Um, the drama really sings. Well, I think what it, what it started out was I was just trying to do like... Um, yeah, c- kind of very generic song through opera type music. Kind of like Les Miserables or yeah. something like that. I was trying to like figure that out because I was learning the software really. And I've never... I knew... Alright, you want to get we should have put this in the last podcast we were talking about music history and our history is with fucking yeah. music, but when I was a kid uh five or six and I started learning the piano, I got obsessed with uh sheet music like notation yeah. and stuff like that i, I think I like formatting I was a formatting guy I sure. still am to this day i'm obsessed. if I'm writing something, I obsess over how it looks before i uh <laughs> probably more than uh, I'm obsessed about what I'm actually writing. I care about how it looks and like the indentation and the font and the spacing and all of that. It's I'm like really me with it. chess how I know all the
0: names and notations and rules but I don't play the game at right.
1: all. Yeah. Well, yeah, when I was a kid, I mean, I was learning how to play piano but I was obsessed with like, you know, I just thought it was really cool to have sheet music and I was like, well, what if I could do that? And I begged my parents for some kind of software or whatever that could could allow me to do it and um I guess eventually they passed that on to my grandma who, for my birthday, got me some music notation software that was definitely age-appropriate, shall Mm -hmm. we say, for a six-year-old. And basically each note was like a frog, and you clicked on the stave, and a frog would go there, and he could make... It had one, you know, one stave, so it only had the treble. Yeah. You couldn't compose for both hands or anything like. You couldn't really compose at all. It was basically like a, like playing a recorder, but on Kinda your computer, like playing mu- just a beginner's music learner. Yeah, yeah. which I, not to blame my grandma. Totally age appropriate, but I was so disappointed. Yeah, I was so disappointed. And then a few, a year, maybe a year later, I got some proper software. Uh, I can't even remember what it was called. It wasn't Sibelius or anything good, but it was enough. And I would write fucking musicals on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we should have talked about this last time because Greece, especially, was a musical that I loved, and I had the sheet music for that. Oh shit! So I kind of tried to copy that, but then inevitably, invariably, what I would do is just go crazy and try and make it play the most complicated shit possible that yeah. I knew I couldn't play with my hands, and so I have a lot of stuff that probably now sounds like avant-garde, fucking, <laughs> you know, really prescient or whatever, yeah. but um. Uh, Then I completely forgot about it and lost interest or whatever. And for some reason, that came up in a conversation with my wife a few weeks ago um, about when I was a kid. I I remember I wrote a musical called Stuck Between the Girls. What the fuck? (laughs) Are
0: you serious? Okay. Yeah,
1: I was like eight years old and I wrote a whole musical called Stuck Between the Girls. Completely unplayable, I'm sure. And not only that, but I think on that software, you couldn't even play it. it. It wouldn't play like a MIDI version of it. So you just had all these notes. And I liked the way they looked or whatever. And I wrote the lyrics in, but I had no idea what it actually sounded like. I certainly couldn't play it. So I just had pages and pages of sheet music with some lyrics. And it was called Stuck Between the Girls. And I envisioned it being a guy who two girls are after him. And he's got to figure out which one he's going to stick with. Like Archie comics, yeah. I mean, like every fucking rom-com in the, yeah. in the 90s, you know. And I think it was based on, I think at the time, at school, I did have two girls who I kind of had to choose between. Big Pimpin'. And- I know, Big Pimpin'. No, I did. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what it came down to. I also at one point wanted to start a band in school when I was about eight uh, called The Carol Singers doing <laughs> doing rock influenced versions of christmas carols
0: oh like Mannheim steamroller which i'm
1: sure uh, has been done a million times but at the time i thought it was complete completely unique vision and uh it was also partly because i could play christmas carols on the piano i learned all of those and so i was like well wouldn't it be cool if we wore leather jackets and did that and i did it with (laughs) with a guitar i had a friend who uh was an awesome guitarist. Now, looking back, for an eight-year-old or a seven- mm-hmm. or eight-year-old, he was an incredible guitarist. He could play all of Stairway to Heaven, including the solos. And you could play Jimi Hendrix using wah-wah pedals and stuff. For an yeah. eight-year-old, it's actually fucking phenomenal. Anyway, he, uh, so I thought, oh, I could get him, I could get him. And we did try and put it together. It didn't go very far. Yeah. Anyway. So fast forward uh twenty, twenty two years, uh, that, that conversation came up with my wife, and I realized You know, I could, now I'm a big man. I can get any music notation software I want. Yeah, no one's stopping me. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, Sibelius is the name that you think of instinctively, and that costs like fucking 600 bucks. But what I learned was that there's a free open source version called MuseScore, which is great. It's completely free and it works perfectly. Everything you need it to do, it does. So in order to try and learn the software, I was like, I'll set myself a task. I'll try and, like, I think first I tried to copy some pieces that I like, like literally just pieces that I knew how to play. I was like, right, I'll try and input those notes and learn how it works. With because some things are a little tricky, but I understand the basic theory of like you know time signatures and key signatures and stuff like that. And um, anyway, long story short, I started getting a little fucking excited, and uh, yeah, started putting together. I started out with just piano, you know two hands on the piano. Then I'd add a voice and then I'd add something else like a violin underneath it or maybe even a contrabass or something like that. Eventually, I ended up with a fucking full orchestral sheet uh, with, I think, on the one that you heard, like 30 instruments (laughs) Yeah. And, uh... It sounded like a complex arrangement. Honestly, the the thing is it's not. If you know how to compose... Like, with, with the ones that I've shown you anyway, if you know how to compose a couple or a few bars of music... Then a lot of it, when it comes to orchestra, I'm sure this isn't how you professionally do it for an orchestra, but certainly at my level, a lot of it is you just kind of copy paste the notes onto other instruments. Right? They're all kind of playing the same thing, or like half of them are playing one thing and half are playing another. Um, really, not that hard, and only didn't take me very long. So if you have like, so if I'm sitting at the piano, I just figure out like do 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 do, you know, whatever, yeah. and then copy paste it a bunch of times and then you kind of end up with this really bombastic yeah. fucking score It sounds more like a, it sounds like a boss battle though like that was my problem with it it, it sounds kind of like, like a boss battle yeah yeah it was a little more uh, bombastic than um uh, perhaps i intended and also like my only real experience writing music is uh usually for for metal bands yeah but when i was in a band you know and i would try and write i would always write with that in mind so even listening to this even though it was meant to be like a kind of Les Miserables thing i couldn't Resist putting like fucking blast beats on it, yeah, and <laughs> making it sound kind of like Dream Theater or whatever. Well, yeah, well, yeah.
0: that was what I was thinking of when you brought up the kiss, the Christmas carols. Was that was a popular thing uh, back in the day with, you know, like older late, like teachers, people who were very much not cool. But oh, they yeah. wanted to show they had a little bit of edge. They would put on a little Mannheim Steamroller or a little uh, what is it, Electric Light Orchestra or something? No, uh, no, sorry, no Trans. <laughs> yellow? Yeah, no. no, no, not a yellow. Uh, transatlantic Orchestra or something like that.
1: Uh, trans Siberian Orchestra. Trans Siberian yeah, Orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Thank
0: you. Uh, and it would always be like it's Carol of the Bells, but on a guitar, yeah, on an electric yeah. guitar. I've heard that done a million times. It's and the it always funniest it. shit. It was like. From the first time I heard it, I was like, this is what it means to be basic. Like, I didn't have the word for it yet, but I was like, this is basic. Like, this well, I is- was a
1: basic ass eight-year-old because I thought that was probably the coolest thing that humanity could
0: achieve. It, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I maybe been, I would have been slightly older, but I remember, like, my dad would date women mm. who were very into, like, you know, pillows that had old ladies holding martinis on them saying a quip. Awesome. You know, so like those, like I would have to spend time with those ladies and they'd be like, oh, you like music, huh, Max? And I'd be like, no. And that's how I learned to lie about not liking music. And they would be like, oh, well, I love music and what I'm really into. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, baby. Right. <laughs> and so that was a thing. But what I really wanted to touch on there was did you were you the type of i don't know what the music scene was like in your high school days
1: high school oh terrible
0: uh but I mean the music scene that at your school yeah terrible interesting okay absolutely awful and yeah. that's
1: when i really it was one of the one of the things i mean I, I think I've said on this podcast before that I hated my high school before I went yeah. to a different one uh so from the ages of thirteen to sixteen or so um yeah, that's, I think, one of the things that really made me hate the school was just the awful music that was going on, the the terrible music that people were listening to. But now, looking back, it doesn't even seem that bad.
0: Listening honestly, but to, but I'm saying the bands that were forming. No bands. Interesting. Absolutely zero. I, so that's really interesting to me because at my high school, it was almost unusual to not be in a band. Um, Local right. music was a thriving scene mm-hmm. in my little town. I guess just because no one had anything to do. Yeah. But what it basically came down to was it was how many fucking abandoned ideas can you come up with? Mm -hmm. Because basically it was, here's how you form a band. You make a MySpace page. Yeah. That says, here's my band. I came up with three bands. Uh Uh, I'm not going to say what one of them was because we actually, unfortunately, put a lot of audio to record that I've scrubbed the internet of. Oh, I thought you were uh, about to say that you you signed a deal with a major. And yeah, I don't want to talk about it I don't, anymore. No, no, no. That's like the one <laughs> thing I still won't talk about is how much bad music of me is recorded. Oh, there's plenty of me, but I've done yeah. a very good job of keeping scrubbed. I've that, done right? an amazing job yeah, of keeping yeah. it scrubbed. Uh, but I was in a comedy music band. Oh, great. And it was... <laughs> whoo. That always goes well. <laughs> oh, 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 boy. Uh, But then the other two ideas I had that never came to fruition were I wanted to do a Kesha cover band, but like rock versions, you know, so not that far off from the Christmas Carol (laughs) idea. But the one that I still think has legs Uh is I wanted to start a punk band called The Authoritarians, Mm -hmm. and we were a neocon Republican punk band. Uh, That's been done. Fuck! Yeah. (laughs) Back in the 2000s, yeah, I remember. It was like a parody band, but yeah. Of course. Well, yeah, it was the whole thing is that we had a thriving, for whatever reason, we had a thriving Northern California punk scene. Mm -hmm. And really, like, traditional, like, just fucking... Yelling, sloppy chords, mm-hmm. fucking fast beats, fast, bi- really weirdly deft bass, and then fast drums. That's the thing in those shitty bands, there's always one guy who's actually quite good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I that feel like to play times. punk bass,
1: you're kind of... You just follow the guitar most of the time.
0: I, yeah, maybe you're right. But it always looked to me like the guitar guy was just slamming his hand up and down. Yeah. And the bass guy was, he was playing with a pick, which is maybe not... Appear, like appealing to most people but his you can play bass with a pit no his, his hand was moving up and down the fretboard like crazy
1: oh yeah it was probably
0: bullshitting probably I've seen people and, do that and then yeah. the drummers were just kick snare kick snare kick yeah. snare kick snare
1: well, it was pretty easy to get away with bullshitting yeah. on the bass especially in a band like that like a punk band because yeah. ultimately no one really it's just it. gonna make a big sound of bass you That's know, true. If that it, when sense. you play, when you start playing that fast, and you don't have, you, you know, you're not, your amp isn't set up yeah. to be really crystal clear. It's just going to sound like, yeah.
0: which is fine for a band like that. So there was a there was a punk scene that my band was adjacent to, even though we did not play punk by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but for whatever reason, like there were some punk bands that like sang about video games and stuff that we would share bills with. Any punk band that was a little bit had a little, a little gimmick. little kooky. Yeah, a yeah. little kooky, you know? There was like a punk band that sang about like Star Wars shit. Nothing that I liked. Like we weren't a nerd band, yeah. but it was the closest we could find to comedy. Did you play live? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did live shows? Many shows. All right. But we didn't, because we were so specific, we rarely did the thing that bands do, which is get on bills. Uh-huh. We would primarily create our own shows. Uh-huh. And we would headline them because we would have somewhat elaborate stage productions, as elaborate as we could be on our zero dollar budget. Right. But like we would have it was like a lot of stick on stage. So it didn't really work in the context of just like random shows. So we would basically f- scour the punk scene to be like, let's find three other bands that would kind of fit with us. Mm hmm. Uh, that their fans might like us, and then we would headline the shows and have them play right. below us. We one time found a band that was actually relatively popular locally called uh, Bobby Joe Ebola, and they they we were so like reverent to them that we were like we should have them headline. We'll play right before them, uh-huh. but everyone who came out to see them to see the show was out there to see us. So these poor bastards like drove up from Oakland and they basically played to us. Cause after we were done playing, everybody fucking left. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was great. It was a real fucking thrill. Anyway, this band fucking sucked and all music sucks, but we did play live a lot. What I was getting at though, is the authoritarians. That's the band that I always wanted to make, Yeah, but <laughs> I couldn't exactly. get anybody in on. I even had songs written. We were going to have a George W. Bush song called four more years. <laughs> This was like mid Obama. <laughs> we're like just trying to get right, it back. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you probably
1: missed the boat on that one a little bit.
0: We did. It was funny though. It was a great <laughs> idea. And then uh, what was the other idea? It was uh, fuck. Uh, oh, we were always going to start with like the Star Spangled Banner on electric guitar. Never been done. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> I mean,
1: if we're talking about, you know, rock covers of traditional songs, surely that's the most popular.
0: Absolutely <laughs> never one, been know. done. No, okay.
1: Well, actually,
0: what was the name of that other band you said? Bo- Bobby, Bobby Joey, Joey Bola? Bola and the Child McNuggets. Yeah.
1: That's funny. One of my first bands was a kind of punk band and uh, I think I can get away with saying the name because I'm pretty sure it's all been scrubbed from the internet yeah. by now, but that we were called
0: Coca-Cola. Coke coli I don't even know. Coca-Cola. Coke. Coquie Cola, Like Coke C O K yeah. E E. coli. E. coli. Like oh, Coca-Cola. Like that. Coca-Cola. That's funny. Yeah, That's very clever.
1: Name. Uh yeah. Yeah. No, I, was, I I sort of dipped my finger in a bunch of them and uh none of them really the closest I got to having one that was actually good. Yeah. Uh was not long before I moved out here and then ruined it. So basically you have a dream, you have a passion, you have something that you really you know really want to dedicate your life to give up on it. Give up on your dreams.